Yeah. Microphone check. Disrupt TV. Let's go. Marco, 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 Ina Marco, Marco, Marco. Fluence Marco, Marco, Ina Marco, Marco. Fluence Marco. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Mubako the Cave. This is another episode of season two, and as usual, I am with my man Jasper. And you know I'm smiling, right? Jasper, there's you a know, reason. There's a reason why you're smiling. I am you smiling. All know man, that reason. Because you know what I was expecting this day. Yeah, yeah. We all we all know to have a lady mm-hmm. in the cave. Yes, yes that's me. <laughs> The first lady in the cave. First lady. Oh, okay. That's, that's actually something else. First lady. First lady. Okay. Yes. We'll always remember you. We'll always of remember course. you. Of course. And I'll make sure when I give yeah. you one more first here. So we need to actually have uh, a board of... Uh, what do you call it? Autographs? Like, yeah, like a wall of fame. So, yeah. Oh, We're actually going to do that. Just have a picture and everything. See how it goes. That's true. That's true. Wow. Today, I'm, 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 just, I'm just being Ronald. Well, you're just being around yeah, this, is, this is not my show. I need to make sure Jasper and oh. my tati okay. get to talk. Because Jasper's got a lot of questions. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> a lot of questions. Interesting. Yeah. Just put me on the board. Yeah. Me so, the captain. So, so you can take over. <laughs> All right. Um, so today uh, we are excited to have my tati. I'm excited too. Exactly. My tati. Please help me. It's Mantati. Yeah, help me spell your surname very well. Okay. Okay, so my surname is M L O T S H W A. W A. Yeah. And how do you pronounce it? It's Mlojwa. Okay. Yeah. Can you can you get me pronounce it? <laughs> I don't even try. All right. I don't even try. All right. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I'll just um I'll just do a paraphrased um, okay. introduction. So Mantati. Yeah, you know the surname. <laughs> is a 24-year-old young lady and she's passionate about the role of women and youth in democracy and governance processes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's a passionate writer. She is she speaks. She's an African she 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 does a lot of um, African inspired fashion. Mm-hmm. I'm actually interested to know that. But there's one thing that I really 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 liked when I was see when I, when I was checking her profiles. Mm-hmm. The name and the term radical mm-hmm. you know that's what i really want to ask a lot today like radical you want to know where, does, exactly. it from? where does it come radical. from like like radical like did people call you radical when you were a kid or did people you know like people that associate with you do they see the radicalness in you yeah so it actually didn't happen when i was young it's um it started when my opinion was more out there um, I've always been one to say what I think, especially when it comes to the politics of our country, the mm-hmm. economy in our country, the social status of our people. Yeah. I I don't sugarcoat my words. I don't have the energy for it. So you discover that in Zame, freedom of expression hasn't always been that you know accessible to everybody. So when people see you speak out all the time, there's always that question, aren't you scared? Mm. You know, like, why are you so radical? Exactly. So oh. it became a thing. People associated me with the honest expression around. And I used to have a blog, actually, 
Uh, Eventually, I had a blog called The Radical Mandate. Okay, interesting. Where I was just giving an opinion and things that I felt mattered to me in the communities mm-hmm. that I come from. So wow. I ended up adopting the name mm-hmm. because I felt like I'm building a brand. Mm-hmm. And this is the brand that people have started to deduct from okay. what I'm giving them. So I'm like, it's okay because it represents what I stand for. So let me just ride with that it. Is and then, nice. Yeah. So, so when did you start this blog? When? It's been a while. Um, I first started blogging in 2017 or something like that. Okay, that's but good. then I was very lazy. That's the problem, especially with my blog. Uh-huh. Um, I would, because I was writing on issues that are important, like okay. the, the first, I remember the first post was uh, on the issue of how I don't understand how people would say someone would rape because they were dressed a certain way. Uh-huh. So that was my first blog. Mm-hmm. And then I, I wrote about the biometric voter registration. So okay. I was writing around different issues, but exactly. I didn't write very often. But now I changed. I have a new blog now. Yeah. This one is more, but it's fiction-based. It's fiction-based. Yeah. I'm bringing the experiences of people, but from a you know a perspective of this is just fiction, mm-hmm. but people experience it. Okay. Yeah, so I'm excited about that one because I'm more good. consistent. What's the name of the blog? It's called Radite. So it's a it's a it's a it's a match of radical right. Mm. So okay. it's still radical, oh, okay. but you know, giving it that extra. Nice. <laughs> nice. Radite's yeah. very smart. R A D I T S dot com. Yeah. Ah, so okay. there's an element of rights in it. Yeah, so it's radical rights. So it's okay. still the opinions of Mandata, but I've decided to take a fiction approach mm-hmm. because people are more comfortable with the idea that it's not real experience. Exactly. But a lot of them resonate because some of the stories I've written, people have come in and said, oh my God, I, you know, I, I, I relate to this. Exactly. Yeah, which for me is basically what I want. I mm-hmm. want to be able to bring in experiences, even those ones that we don't want to talk about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So. Let me bring it in for you. Nice, so, yeah. nice. So, have you always loved writing mm-hmm. at a tender age? Like, like when did you realize I want to write and and also realize that I want to stand for for politics? Like, yeah. So when I was in school, like secondary school, I used to I loved essays, like for English literature. Wow. And one of uh, my my literature teachers, what she used to do was for every big word you put on your essay. There was a, you know, that double tick to it. Uh, it was bravo because you write an essay and there's like 20 of those and then you'd get like 28 out of 30. Uh, I loved English for me and reading as well. Okay. I used to read walking in the streets and the combi. I was just, I was obsessed. <laughs> so I think it's, it was a way of speaking, you know, you just talk about things that you wouldn't ordinarily talk to someone yeah, about definitely. in a conversation. Mm-hmm. And then I remember when I was in form two going to form three, there was this essay competition it was run by Nango on Sustainable Development Goals. Okay. Yeah, but at that time, it was Millennium Development Goals. Mm-hmm. So um, it was an A-levels competition, but I was like, let me try it out. So I had Form to, 3? Yeah, I was oh. Form 2 going to Form 3 because I submitted in November t- um, when I was in Form 2. Wow. And then the results came out in March the next uh-huh. year. And I wrote about, it was equality. Okay. Yeah, I wrote about gender equality. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about women like Joyce Mojuru and okay. Nicola Grace, who was my senior at the school, and other women that I felt were modeling what I felt was female leadership. And it was the best in them. Wow. And I was okay. the only junior in it. So that's when I realized wow. that when I speak about issues that matter, my voice makes sense. It doesn't matter how young I am. Mm-hmm. So as I was growing through high school into junior parliament debate and public speaking, it naturally becomes, oh, okay, this is my space. I feel comfortable highlighting the issues affecting my people. And... Okay. Hold on. So we have an honorable in the house. Yeah, ex-honorable. Oh, it's, <laughs> oh, it's too honorable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And honorable. MPs, oh, 
always been MP. Yeah, we were like student members. Did, did of you have a, did you have a uh, portfolio? Um, not really. Um, I was more focused. I was secretary to the child president at the time. Okay. My focus really was about working with the child. He was my friend as well, and he was from my community. Okay. So my idea was, how do I work with him to make sure we get the book? Because people were asking me, why didn't you run for president? You know, those type of things, because they expect, because you're like vocal mm -hmm. and all that. But then one of the things I heard at that time was, he, the child president was a guy, and okay. we really supported him to get the vote. Yeah. Because for me, leadership is always, it's not really about a woman or a man. Primarily, it's about someone that can represent the interests of both. Mm. So if we get a man that can do that for us, I feel like we would be willing to support it. Okay, but okay. the reason why we're constantly fighting for women to be in the spaces or little girls to get those opportunities is because yeah. their voices are not there. That's good. There's people that come in, they don't represent these issues. So we're like, we need more women in the space so that we can see how they model, you know, like inclusion when it comes to policy and all this so yeah, it is. It was great. I had fun. Trust me. I traveled. We met wow. the presidents, the ministers. It was really wow. great. As a child, that was like a dream. So okay, Mantati, you're 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 a hero. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Okay. Paraya State. Oh yeah. Jeez. That tweet. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh that yes. Tweet, that that tweet was like. Oh yeah. That's a famous tweet. Yeah. That made a head what you say. What, what, what happened? Okay, so, yeah. It was uh, in February. I think it was Sunday, February 16. Yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. So I was just having, you know, milkshakes with my girlfriend. Um, she's um, in the civic space. Okay. So we're just having conversations about the work that we're doing and things like that. So I think we got there around 2 o'clock. And then we're about to leave um, just before 6. And... There was this guy who was sitting with his friend, like older guy and all that. So there's a, a waitress, she it's a she. So when she passed this guy, he grabbed her. You know, when you just grab someone into and then she's trying, she just wanted to pull out. For me it was that I wanna pull out, say this is I'm not okay with this. Was this guy a regular? I don't know because I don't frequent the place. Okay. Yeah, at that time I didn't know, but it turns out he is. Okay. So when that happens, I personally i don't take lightly things mm. that i feel affect women or things that i see affecting other women so i called the lady mm. and i asked her are you okay with the way he handled you and she said i'm not i'm like why aren't you saying something she's like i know it's it's fine so the first thing i was thinking okay it's my workplace so i kind of can't say because he's a customer or something mm. like that so i got to the guy my intention was to initially just have a conversation with him about how wrong i feel that was and the need for him to apologize because it was wrong. So I got to the guy and I tell him that what you just did is wrong. She's not comfortable with that. And it, it actually amounts to harassment. And then he says to me, I do this all the time. I don't see where it's wrong. Okay. That pissed me off. Definitely because yeah. it was this arrogance that I get away with it. Mm. So why should I stop? What, you know, so I felt like the morality or the right and wrong of this for you is based on how frequently you do it. And that's a problem for me. So then I told you, he wasn't listening to me. So I told him that, you know, what, it's okay. I will use social media to find your identity and you will still apologize because that was important for me. Mm. And he didn't think I'd do it. 
Okay. So I took a few pictures. Thank God he looked at my camera and <laughs> he did a normal tattoo. Yeah, yeah. So I don't wow. think he felt I was gonna do anything about okay. it. But it really had like it had to be a lot because I'm a young woman. Yeah. It can be me, it can be anyone. Exactly. If I can't stand for another girl, someone will not bother standing for me. I won't even be able to stand for myself. So when we left, his friend was outside on a call. Okay. And we told him that we're going to make sure we find this guy's identity and he will apologize. And the friend was saying, no, um, I apologize for him. I've also worked in the industry. He talked about an experience in Kariba where he was saying those things and he knows it's wrong. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's not your place to apologize for this guy. No, I, sure. I wanted it to come from him to say, okay, I, I apologize if yeah. it comes out wrong, yeah. it's wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he doesn't feel this wrong and then the friend tried apologizing i wasn't getting any of it so i went home and then i told a few people in my groups and circles that this is something that happened i want to amplify it because for me it's about how many other places is this happening and we're not doing anything about it yeah. and this whole idea of go to pariah you know go through the you know the role i don't know the hr process yeah, of reporting yeah so before yeah. i posted i actually sent um a message to one of the managers at Pariah to say, this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I, for me, it wasn't really about, I want to do this. I was telling them, this is what I'm going to do while I'm doing it. You guys figure out as well what you're going to do. And that's how the post went out. I didn't expect it to go viral like that. <laughs> it, what do you expect yeah. on social media? Social I know, media. but I mean, <laughs> it just, it went crazy. Yeah. Not lying. Did you get any threats though? Like, um, not really. I didn't get it, was just from people random, you know, social yeah, media people, yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially on Twitter. Um, a lot of people felt like I fabricated it. Someone would okay. say that, What do you have against this guy? or I remember there's this guy, it was some crazy account with six followers. He says, Um, this is gonna be, be the biggest defamation case of the year, okay. you're gonna be arrested for all this. And I was like, why are you so keen on protecting a guy you don't know did or did not do this? Exactly. And not so it. much about the girl that could yeah, have been, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of it came from that. And I was really worried because a lot of people told me, he's got money, he's got this, so he's no going to... Yeah, yeah, so whenever I was working, I was like, God, he better not do... Yeah, <laughs> but then I think for me, that's when I realized that at the end of the day, I, now I don't care. Because someone's going to do it. If we continue accepting this, that's how society ends up thinking it's okay. That's how men are. You know, mm -hmm. I don't take that. We need to, because I'm going to have a child one day. It yeah. might be a daughter. Yeah. I'm, I have cousins that are growing up. I don't want them to experience this kind of stuff and think it's okay because it's my job. I need to protect, you know, the customer. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not okay with it, yeah. So I've always been waiting for that day when you call mm -hmm. them like, hey, sis, you're under arrest and... I got a call from the lawyers at some point, just before COVID-19. Okay. Yeah, so I got a call from a lawyer, and you were saying that um, he had been contacted by those guys, and they wanted to have a discussion with me before they decide to jump into the legal side of things. And, yeah, so the discussion really... I cannot say, because yeah. yeah, 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 um, our conversation, because COVID happened, we haven't managed to go through with it okay. but then after the whole process i felt more bold because it was affirming what i saw and whatever else that's explained around it or whatever else they feel i didn't get right or should you know apologize for i will deal with it and i'm really ready to deal with it i think we need to stop being soft around issues like matter if you look at south africa and the number of women that are said to be killed by boyfriend yeah, ex whatever it's not okay. So if we can try and limit it in the best way we can, why not? We uh -huh. at Mubako the cave. Mm -hmm. We do not support such such. No, such we things don't. We don't. We try to encourage men to be to be loving. 
and mm-hmm. and to be respectful and to protect their family. and to protect yeah exactly. um, so you know like this reminds me of um, what happened in America the mm-hmm. Me Too movement yeah you know like a lot of ladies are not are not standing up are not standing up mm-hmm. uh, and their voices are not heard you mentioned something to do with voices and inclusion yeah. um, do you think that is the reason why a lot of women are now uh, forming organizations and um, and those organizations a lot of men will think will feel like they are what like uh, what, what do we call it um, they, they they won't be comfortable to, to go and approach you because they think it's feministic yeah. it's like threatening <laughs> and all of that yeah mm-hmm. so do you think that like because if, if if I think of uh, women st- uh, doing women rights and all that I just think it's feminism and yeah, yeah. so do you think uh, those platforms are there for uh, raising voices and inclusion yeah definitely um, I think like what you're saying that a lot of women don't come out um, I retweeted something yesterday on on well, on Twitter. Mm. There is a, a lady in South Africa was beaten up by the boyfriend. She looked like she did this video looking. Yeah, you could see. Mm. And she's saying that you can beat him all you want, but I've decided I'm not pressing charges. I'm okay. She says I feel right about this. Wow. He made an honest mistake, and wow. all those things. And first. When I was reading, when I was listening to it, I was angry because in my mind, I'm thinking this is how the world doesn't take us seriously Mm -hmm. because we, we're so comfortable, you know, defending these Mm -hmm. people. But then I got to realize that, no, I actually shouldn't be angry at her. There are dynamics to this. Number one, it could be intimidation. Okay. You, you could have made her think, you know, these people that make you think that somehow you deserved it. You triggered it. You made me Mm -hmm. feel angry. So, yeah. So um, eventually, I just told myself that I hope she finds help because it, it, like a lot of people in the comments were saying, it feels like a cry for help. Okay. Like beat him up if you want to, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna press charges. There was that emphasis, mm-hmm. do something. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know. I feel like there's this trauma. I always tell people that when it comes to abuse, you don't know how each victim responds. Exactly. So people. there's no yeah set reaction. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't think, oh, okay, you're you're protect. She might not be. There's, there's so much attached to it. So yeah. that is the biggest problem we have. We, a lot of our girls are saying this on social media and thinking maybe he made an honest mistake. That's full. An honest mistake. That's not, that's not honest. Yeah, that's crazy. But anyway, and, yeah, I feel like um, women's organization, like organizations, and also there's some men that are mm-hmm. leading organizations that are seeking to amplify the voices, voices and rights of women. Yeah. Exactly. I think the idea is we are seeing a problem. We can't talk about the same statistics forever, you know, mm-hmm. and we need to, we need to sensitize communities, like the issue of you need to report when this happens. Where do you report when this happens? Mm-hmm. What kind of services can you access when you're raped, when yeah. you are harassed by some guy, or when someone tells you for you to get a job, you need to sleep with me, things yeah. like that. Yeah, those so I think these organizations are coming in to bridge that gap where mm-hmm. they are teaching society about, you know, the different forms of oppression. Mm-hmm. And honestly, in as much as I'm pro, like I'm about women, 99% of my life. Yeah. But then also I'm just realizing that women can be perpetrators as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really just about fixing the problem in society, not so much about because men feel sometimes that feminism is an attack on Yeah. Ego. So so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um 
I, I, I think you're not getting into what you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, my, my, my question before you continue: Are you a feminist? Yeah. Okay. I'm just, a, I'm just an ordinary guy. Okay. Right. I really need to understand what feminism is. Is. Okay. So can you help me? Understand. Just, just break it down. Because mm-hmm. my understanding is like, you are women mm-hmm. who don't want to be ruled by men. I don't okay. need a man in my life. I don't need a man in my life. That's okay. a statement I hear a lot. That's that's <laughs> that's my understanding yeah. as, as an ordinary guy. Exactly. To the point that when I hear the word feminism or a feminist, uh, it's, it's, it's not a good thing. Have you met? Have you seen even on TV or social media feminists like very strong feminists that are married mothers? I would, I would lie. I I. I'll, oh. I'll, I think I, I think we can introduce that in the second segment where she really tells us and we get to know but for me i've seen one or two one or two i think i i know i know i know single mothers okay i know oprah (laughs) (laughs) oh and answered okay yeah answered no i think um one of the things i this is yeah one of those i think um number one just to demystify the idea that we Feminism really is about women that um, can do without men mm-hmm. and that don't want to be ruled by men and all those things. Um, I would say it's it's not true, at least for the one that I stand for, by definition. Because mm-hmm. I always try to give the dictionary definition okay. before I give mine because there's also mandatis that's also contextual, right? So feminism, according to the dictionary, looks at, you know, advocating for the rights of women, you know, on the premise that the sexes should be equal. And I think that equality is where people lose it. We we fail to maybe explain ourselves or the men choose not to get it and other women too because there are some that are not pro-feminism. So for me, my experience of equality or my idea of um, equality because I really want that too is really about I don't want as a woman to grow into this prescript of what I should or should not be. We were raised in a society that says this is for women, this is for men, which was problematic because there were women like us who are bold, who will speak, that want to be in governance or that want to influence politics even from a sideline. And when you're that kind of woman, people are not so comfortable around you because you're stepping into a space that say to be, this is a, you know, politics used to be a men's play, men's game, things like that. So I think when we're looking at equality, we're looking at the idea that both sexes can be given the space to find themselves. God created men and women, right? He gave us all these gifts that we're finding as we're growing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to stop at some point because I was told by society that at this point I stopped being a woman. My question is, what am I becoming? Mm. Right. Number one. The other thing is, um, there's this misconception that we're trying to grow into men. Like we're trying to be men. Oh yeah. I don't want to be a man. Okay. I want to be the... That's a great question. Yeah. I don't, like we don't, okay, personally, I don't want to be you. I want to be mandate. Okay. If in becoming mandate, I break into spaces that are normally masculine, well, touche. I'm there now. I'm not being a man. I'm just finding my full potential. Okay. Okay. That's why even like now we've got more girls coming into like the STEM space, you know, science and oh, all yeah, those things. Yeah, yeah. It's part of that process where we're saying if girls can do it, don't stop them because they are a girl or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
stop them because it's not actually don't stop them why are you to stop people let people fully become so feminism for me is about access full access and equal access to opportunities you know where as a woman you can be president not through some quota that says after five years we will have a woman mm. or because the man is you know president a woman can be second vice president i feel like in as much as that works to bring women in those spaces it becomes very unfair because it assumes that we cannot compete at that level all right so feminism from my end is really about ensuring that women find their voices women find their space in different in different sectors That's and good. it should still be okay That's and not good. make you feel like yeah. you're no longer a man i mean <laughs> so i'm gonna cut you here uh, okay. i think we're gonna go on the second segment okay and you're gonna go into detail about okay. what feminism is all right so we'll be right back in the second segment and your captain signing out <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Microphone check. Disrupt TV. Let's go. Mako, 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 Ina Mako, 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 Mako,